truly <laughs> a joy to be here on today. Amen. 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 My friends, as we prepare to hear what the Lord has, what else the Lord has for us on today, just a, a couple of things I need to share with you. I just moved too quickly earlier on during this worshiping experience and forgot to bring Leanne up earlier. But Leanne has told me that she didn't need to come up. She is okay. Just to remind you all that the Sunday night program continues tonight at 5 o'clock as well uh, from 5 to 7. So we hope to see you all on this evening. And we only had one birthday this week according to what I had, and that was Drew Dimmler. So happy birthday to Drew Dimmler. My friends, our sermon today comes from Ezekiel chapter 34, verses 7 through 15. Ezekiel 34, verses 7 through 15. But before we read, Bible check, Bible check, yes, 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 yes. We always encourage you to bring your Bibles when you come to the house of the Lord. Ezekiel 34, 7 through 15. Please, my friends, listen and read along. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, because my flock lacks a shepherd and so has been plundered and has become food for all the wild animals and because my shepherds did not search for my flock but cared for themselves rather than my flock. Therefore, O shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. I am against the shepherds and will hold them accountable for my flock. I will remove them from tending the flock so that the shepherds can no longer feed themselves. I will rescue my flock from their mouths and it will no longer be food for them. For this is what the sovereign Lord says, I myself will search for my sheep and will look after them as a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them so will I look after my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on a day of clouds and darkness. I will bring them out from the nations and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land. I will pasture them on the mountains of Israel, in the ravines and in all the settlements of the land. I will tend them in a good pasture and the mountain of heights of Israel will be their grazing land. There they will lie down in good grazing land. There they will feed in a rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will tend my sheep and have them lie down, declares the sovereign Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you again for everything that you've done. And right now, make me less. Allow me to decrease so that you can increase and become more. And fix us by clearing our minds, opening our hearts, and unstopping our ears so we can hear from you 
And upon hearing from you, we want to leave this place better than the way we arrived. Yes, Lord, we just want to be better than the way we were before. In your name we ask it all. Amen and amen. If you would please turn to a neighbor, look at them good, and if you're by yourself, just look at me and repeat after me. Friend, today's sermon is called, The Lord is My Shepherd. Amen. So in getting ready for today, I had to stop and think. Most of us probably have not seen an actual shepherd. I mean, the person walking around with the staff in front of a bunch of sheep. Most of us have not seen an actual shepherd, but we, we think that we know what a shepherd is. So I'm going to ask you, and I'm asking this not as a rhetorical question. I'm asking this for you to say something. I want to ask you this question. What profession can you think of that would be like a shepherd? And do not say pastor, preacher, clergy, none of that. What profession can you think of? A rancher, a coach, a teacher, a who? A manager. What do you say, Adara? A father. All right. What else? What else? A doctor, a nurse, a race car driver. <laughs> I think you're just throwing stuff out of it. I think. What else? A who? A politician. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, the president. Ah. Yeah. What else? Prime minister. A mayor. These are good. Ah, well, thank you. Yeah. These are good. Um, so I asked somebody else, and, and I had a professor once who mentioned this. He said that he thought the best definition of a shepherd in this day and age was a parking lot attendant. <laughs> That's what he said, you know. Now, of course, if you do any kind of parking downtown, you know that there really aren't attendants anymore. But a valet parking, perhaps, attendant, that is not a bad definition or bad Example, because think about it, the parking attendant is responsible for making sure that the cars are protected, that no one takes off with them, and also is responsible for keeping an account of those cars under his or her uh, direction or guard, if you will. But I did ask somebody else, and they said a flight attendant. I said, woo. Huh. That's not bad. A flight attendant. Now, I don't know how many of you fly, uh, but if you do, you know flight attendants. They tend to your needs. Whatever it is that you need, they do their best to keep you comfortable. If you are nervous, they do their best to keep you calm. And what we have seen well, within the past few years, they also get involved in keeping us safe from those passengers who are having a difficult time on the plane in those particular moments. But these are all really, thank you all, very good examples of modern day shepherds, if you will. 
I have another question for you. And this one is going to be rhetorical, so don't worry about it. (laughs) Um, What do you think happens when a shepherd's when a shepherd or shepherds decide not to do what they are supposed to do, what do you think happens to the duties of a shepherd? What do you think happens to the duties of a shepherd? I'll tell you what I think happens. They roll up. They don't roll down. In other words, There's not someone under the shepherds who has to figure out what to do. It's going to have to be someone above the shepherds who's going to have to know what to do. I used to be a telemarketer. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that didn't last long, but I was a telemarketer. (laughs) Well, you know, I like to talk, and I don't need a script. How you doing today? Yeah, what you want? I don't need a script. So it didn't work out well uh, for me. But one of the things that did happen while I was a telemarketer, I was involved in a mass laying off. (laughs) A lot of us got laid off. And I called to find out, one of my friends who was still working, I called to find out how things were going. And he told me, he said, Parent, you are going to be shocked. All of the managers are now on the phones. All the directors are now on the phones. Why is that? Because the duties of the job were still there. Somebody else had to take them on. And it had to be those above. So the responsibilities rolled up. And you know this is true. Those of you who have started businesses, those of you who have businesses, if you own a McDonald's and you own it and the person on the fries can't come in, what do you do? You go in and you make fries. The duties roll up, not down, not down. So that takes us to where we are for today. Our text, let me just give you a a quick background here. So Israel is split into two kingdoms, a northern kingdom called Israel, or sometimes called Ephraim, a southern kingdom called Judah. And in the northern kingdom, as the Bible describes it, all of the kings in the northern kingdom were corrupt, every last one of them. They were all corrupt. In the southern kingdom, only half of them were corrupt. And they seemed to bounce back and forth. You'd have a righteous king, and then you'd have a corrupt king. you got a righteous king, and then a corrupt king. It would go back and forth. So when we get to our text for today, these are the leaders of the people that the text is addressing. Directly, intentionally, to be taken literally, God is taking a look at all of the political leaders and calling all of the political leaders of the people shepherds. Shepherds. Shepherds who care more about themselves than making sure that the sheep have what they need. 
Shepherds who have literally walked away from abdicated their duties and left the sheep to fend for themselves against predators. Shepherds who have scattered the sheep rather than gathered the sheep. And the text is saying, woe to you kings and woe to you presidents and governors and prime ministers and tribal chiefs and mayors and council people who don't care enough uh, to be shepherds that the Lord has called you to be, chosen you to be. Woe to you political leaders who keep justice from rolling like a river and righteousness from flowing like a mighty stream. I looked at this, prayed about this, and said, is this it? Lord, is this all? And the Lord said, no. No. You see, because this is not solely applicable to our political leaders. But it's also being said is woe to you ministers and pastors and elders and deacons and church leaders who have traded in your calling for popularity and prestige. Shepherds who have decided to abandon the sheep in order to take a national platform that is not God-ordained. Shepherds who preach what the people want to hear rather than what God says. Shepherds who scheme their way on committees and boards in order to force the body to head in their direction to do what they want. Shepherds who seek not to engage the mind and the heart, but solely the wallet and the purse. Woe to you because you've scattered the flock. You made the flock susceptible to being dull, to being blind, and to being low on love. I said, wow. Okay. Is that all, Lord? And the Lord said, no. No. This is not solely applicable to our political and spiritual or church leaders. Woe to you shepherds of the family who use violence and money and religion as a way to force the family to bow down to you. Family shepherds who have made it hard for God to speak to your children because you're forcing them to live out your own dreams rather than what God is calling them to do family shepherds who prohibit the family to be free by keeping secrets and telling lies so that the family remains broken without an acceptable path to healing. These are bad shepherds, y'all. Bad shepherds. You know what's worse about bad shepherds? that the effect of what they have done is long, lingering, and horrible to the sheep. Oh, hello, somebody. Don't, don't look at me like that. Think about it. One bad elected official, one, one bad elected official can cause thousands to decide never to vote again. The system obviously does not work, and they throw up their hands. One, 
one bad elected official. How many of us have been hurt by the church? Hmm? How many of us have been crushed by the church? You had a divorce and the church made you feel dirty. You married someone ethnically different from you and the church folks stopped inviting you to stuff. Got beat up with the Bible and were told that God denies anything that is happening in your life. How many of us have been hurt by the church and made up in our minds we would never go back? Even though it was just one church, perhaps, just one, but we took all of them and threw them all in the same pot. I said, if you know one church, you know them all. How many of us have been hurt by the church? You got mommy issues? Got daddy issues? Sexually abused by a family member? Had to wear long sleeves all of your childhood to hide the marks on your body? How many of us have been crushed by family? Bad shepherds. And please know, my friends, that in all of these cases and even more, God has not forgotten about you. I know if you're still suffering through and still dealing with these things, I want you to know God has not forgotten about you, God sees you, God knows where you are, God is working, and it is not God's will for you to be confused or afraid. It's not God's will for you to be made to feel, to be feel inferior, rather. Jesus is working. Jesus is working on your behalf, for you, around you. And through you. So what do you do? What do you do? What do you do with the duties that a shepherd is supposed to follow through, supposed to handle when that shepherd or those shepherds don't do those duties? What do you do in that regard? What happens? Well, this is what the Lord says. I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. As a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them, so will I look after my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on a day of clouds and darkness. I will bring them out from the nations and gather them from the countries. I will bring them into their own land. I will pasture them on the mountains of Israel, in the ravines and in all the settlements in the land. I will tend them in a good pasture. And the mountain heights of Israel will be their grazing land. Sometimes, y'all, if the Lord wants the job to get done right, <laughs> yeah, the Lord's got to be the one to do it. God's got to be the one to do it. And I don't know about you, and I can't speak for you. I'm just glad that I know that the Lord steps in 
when I need him to step in the most. I'm glad that the Lord has never forgotten about me, has never abandoned me, has never left me. Even when it felt like it, the Lord was always there. Even when all of these bad shepherds grabbed hold of me, the Lord was there, and the Lord is still there. And not only for me, but also for you as well, because we've been scattered emotionally and mentally and physically and spiritually. We've been victims of injustice from a myriad of unjust systems. We've been abandoned by those we trusted. We've been tricked by those we believed in. Many of us right now, we are at the end of our ropes. We're down to that one more thing. You know what I'm talking about? If one more thing happens, I'm through. That's where we are. That's where we are. And in your spare time, read this whole chapter, Ezekiel 34. And you'll see in the latter chapters that Ezekiel speaks of one who will come and will serve like David did. God acknowledges that David was a strong shepherd and a strong king. As the Bible says, a servant after the Lord's heart. And David knew how to be a good shepherd because David knew the true shepherd. You know the one I'm talking about, right? Because it was David who said, the Lord is. Uh-huh, my shepherd, I shall not be in want. When I'm afraid, he makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside quiet waters and restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I ain't scared. I ain't got to be scared because your rod and your staff, they comfort me. He prepares a table. Hello, somebody. For me in the presence of my enemies, folks who've been hating on me for days on end and years on end will look up one day and see me sitting at a table eating and having a good time enjoying myself because of the Lord. He anoints my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And when everything is over, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I've drawn my last breath and I've closed my eyes and my tongue has stopped moving, when everything is done, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Oh, that's enough. That's enough. But you ain't going to beat a shepherd better than that. You're not going to find a shepherd better than this. And I'm just glad that the Lord knows what it means to be my shepherd. I'm just glad that when all these bad shepherds have had their way, have treated me unkindly, have plotted against me, have said all manner of harm about me, lied on me, told other people the wrong things about me. As the old folk used to say, scandalize my name. I got a shepherd who knows exactly who I am, knows where I am,
who will leave the 99 for me and has left the 99 for me, who will keep me and protect me from all of those predators who seek to destroy me, who will never abandon me. And I'm so glad that I've got a shepherd who is confident in who God is. So God cannot be tricked, cannot be pulled away from the duties of being a shepherd because God's not looking at greener pastures. God owns all the pastures. This is the shepherd that we have, the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd and yours as well. In Jesus' name, be blessed today. Amen. Amen. My friends, it is now time for us to give. And here at Lake Highlands, we do this in one of two fashions. The first is that we give our tithes and our offerings, and we give our tithes and offerings because the Lord has said we are to do so. Not because I stand before you or because somebody sitting next to you is prodding you. It's an act of Christian discipline, loyalty, and obedience. But the second act of giving is actually greater than the first, and that's to give yourself. It's to give you. If you've come in here today without Jesus Christ being in control of your life, this great invitation is for you to make the biggest decision that you can possibly make this side of glory, and that is to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. Perhaps there's someone here today and you'd like to be a member of this church. Well, we'd be more than happy to have you as a member here of the Lake Highlands Presbyterian Church. This invitation is for you. Maybe you are a member here, maybe, or maybe you're a member someplace else, but you've gotten off track. You're not living your life for the Lord like you know that you should, but this invitation is for you as well to start over again, to begin again. And there's no need to be embarrassed about that or ashamed about that. Many of us in this room have done it. I've done it time and time again. It's a sign of how gracious our God is. Or maybe special prayer is what you need. That's fine as well. And in just a few moments, and I don't know, I, I, I enjoy what we do first through the fourth Sundays each month, but fifth Sundays are a little special for me. And I'm always excited to see what the music department has in store on the fifth Sunday. So we're going to be blessed by Dorada here in just a few moments. And while Dorada is singing, if you're here, I would invite you to come down, join me, come join Lucho Romero, our service elder for this month. And if you're with me online today and if you're also here and coming down is a little bit much then do me this favor reach out to me this week call me text me you got online you got all my contact information in front of you and let's talk let's find out where you are in your walk with Christ for be it that day or today we always want to make sure that it is the day that we get things right between you and the Lord amen Amen. Amen. If you didn't recognize that, that piece, that is called indescribable. And it speaks of our great God and how limited 
our vocabulary is in sharing how great our God is. And now it's time, my friends, for us to pray to our great God, our indescribable God. And as we get ready to go to the Lord in prayer on today, there are a few things I do need to share with you. Our church has experienced another saint who has joined the church triumphant this past week as our own June Cope transition into the life hereafter. Arrangements, to my knowledge, have not been finalized, but once they are, we will share with you uh, what we know. But please, keep June's family in your prayers, her son and her daughter Sherry, as we continue to celebrate her life. Please, my friends, uh, Keep our sisters and brothers in the state of Florida who've had all of these storms that have come through. Please keep them in your prayers as well. Also, as we know that in, in this country, I believe it's Title 42, is coming to an end. And there are a lot of questions about what's going to happen at the border because of this. Our prayer, as always, is that the Lord's will be done on earth. Huh? That's right. As it is in heaven. But we also need to pray that there is no violence. That calmer heads will be there and will help in this regard. And then lastly, I ask that you pray for me and my family. As some of you all are aware, you've heard me speak of her often, my mother in the ministry, the Reverend India Scruggs. Well, Pastor Scruggs also joined the church triumphant Friday morning. And services for her will be at the Mackins Chapel, Cumberland Presbyterian Church in America in Huntsville later on this week. But what I ask that you would, of course, keep the Scruggs family in your prayers. Both Cumberland Presbyterian denominations that she was well loved in both of them. And of course, uh, Mackin's Chapel, yes, as well. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for being not just the good shepherd but the greatest shepherd you don't fail and for this we say thank you now Lord we ask your blessings today upon June's family and upon this church that you would keep all of us comforted right now. We thank you for her. And we will miss her laughs, her humor, and the love that she had for this church. 
We pray, O oh Lord, for your children, all of your children at the border. Father, we need your help. We need understanding. We need patience. And we need direction. And we're concerned of what could possibly happen. So we're praying to you right now that you will make your presence known. We pray for your children in Florida and other parts of the country that are dealing with bad weather, the effects of it, O oh Lord. Be there. Provide guidance and opportunity for greater goods to come out of this. And be with all who knew Pastor Scruggs. None of these are easy, Lord. None of them are. So help us during this time. Help us to be grateful for all that she gave in this existence to further your kingdom here on earth. Be with her family. Be with Eddie and Stephanie and all of her children and grandchildren. Be with Mackin's Chapel today as they prepare to gather for worship soon. Be there as well. Now, Lord, we thank you for this country and we ask your blessings here, but not only here in every nation in this world that you created, we pray for all of our political leaders that you will always touch their hearts and their minds so that they will seek you before making decisions we must live with, before making decisions that, must affect, that will affect us all. We pray for our men and women in uniform that you will keep them safe. We thank you for Officer DeLuna who is with us on today. And pray for his family as well. Now, Lord, hear the prayer that you taught us as we say it together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. <coughs> On earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, power, and the glory forever. Amen and amen. My friends, will you stand please as we prepare to leave this place? But before we do, a, a very, very special welcome 
to uh, Miss Shirley Turner, who has come all the way from San Diego, California to spend time with her grandchildren and to be in worship with us on today. It is so good to see you and to have you as well. And of course, to all of you online, thank you. Now may the grace of God, the love of Christ, the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest, rule abide in each of us now and forevermore. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being here on today and we'll see you, if not tonight, very, very soon. And thanks for joining us online as well.